2: SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7. As our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Well, well, well. What do we have here? A little bit of the early line on the FanDuel Sportsbook set on SportsGrid right out here at Radio Row. In Arizona for Super Bowl 57, I'm Kevin Walsh, that's Ben Stevens, and it might be Super Bowl week, but the NBA does not care. Firstly, though, Ben, how are you feeling here?
4: Kevin Walsh, I'm doing very well. You are not the most important Kevin, though, today in the state of Arizona or here in Phoenix. Close second, though, 1-1-A, because that most important Kevin, I would say, to the folks around the Phoenix, Arizona area in mm. pretty much the entire sports landscape, That would be Kevin Durant. And let me just say this right here, right now. John Mm -hmm. Shames, let's get a wide picture of the set. KD, I'm not sure if you're flying into the Phoenix airport in the early morning hours. We're live until 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you want to make your first appearance on national television, since your trade to the Phoenix Suns, right here, my man, I'll keep it warm for you. My man Kevin Walsh stole a couple waters this morning, so we'll keep you high. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: I actually beat the Chargers on that. Uh, So don't don't you worry about that. But, yes. Last night, late night, Kevin Durant is traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. The Suns, shout out to the persistency there. They were always calling Brooklyn. They were calling him during the offseason. They were calling him in-season. They were like, all right, fine, we'll take Kyrie. By the way, if the Nets would have just did that deal, then this all would have been blown up, most likely. Or they could have just recreated the Nets in Phoenix, plus Devin Booker, which might have been sweet. But nevertheless, here we are. Kevin Durant, now a member Of the phoenix suns going back to brooklyn Mikhail bridges jay crowder cam johnson four first round picks and of course this changes the nba finals market the third choice on the board
4: now the phoenix suns plus 460 for the phoenix suns kev they have the third best number only behind the celtics and that gap is incredibly short right now it was boston and (coughs) milwaukee With the largest tier for quite some time. The Celtics plus 280, still remaining the favorites. Milwaukee plus 420, less than a dollar and a half behind. But Phoenix is closing that gap, plus 460, now less than $2 behind the uh, Boston Celtics for that best price to win an NBA championship. It is the shortest number for any team out of the Western Conference. And Kev, that means the Phoenix Suns are the favorites to win the Western Conference crown. Despite
3: being eight and a half games behind the Denver Nuggets, but how do you argue with it? Right. Kevin Durant. Can easily become now the best player in that conference, and that changes the landscape immediately. They are 30 and 26. You were telling me they have a new updated win total as well.
4: There is one of 10 teams right now, the Phoenix Suns being one of those group that has an updated win total on the FanDuel Sportsbook currently. 47 and a half is that number for the Phoenix Suns. They're four games above 500. They've won nine of their last 11 games. That was a start contrast from when they dropped 16 of 21, but Chris Paul was sidelined for a good portion of that. Devin Booker, of course, off the floor as well. 47 and a half is a very big number, though, Kev, because they've played 56 games, 82 games in an NBA regular season. That means that Phoenix would have to win 18 of their final 26 games to go over that win total, updated now at 47.5 for Phoenix. It seems like a lofty expectation, but when Kevin Durant is added into the fold, that is now what your standard is. I will say, though, when is KD added into the fold, not only – does he come out here to the desert but when is he healthy he has missed the last 13 14 games for the brooklyn nets
3: well and that's the thing he's not going to play in all 26 of these remaining games shout out to the cough button here by the way i feel like drs i i missed that on the first one i got back on the second one though yeah. so we're now moving smooth we're going to expand on that but not the only trade making headlines yesterday in the association as our radio audience joins us right here on radio row on the early line on the FanDuel sportsbook set on sports grid we're on everything baby yeah. kevin walsh ben stevens Russell Westbrook is gone. The Los Angeles Lakers have decided to finally move on from Brody. He goes to Utah. Every indication, he will be bought out and play zero games for the Utah Jazz. The Lakers bring back D'Angelo Russell, former second overall pick for the Los Angeles Lakers. They also bring back Jared Vanderbilt. And Malik Beasley, the Minnesota Timberwolves factoring into this trade, bring in Mike Conley. That feels like the forgotten piece of this trade, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. The Los Angeles Lakers, on the heels of the Kyrie Irving to Dallas News, went all the way down to 36-1 to to win the Western Conference. And it was one of the biggest overreactions we've ever seen. They are now 17 to 1. Or at least they went to 17 to 1 after that trade. Now they have moved way back because right. the Suns have chewed up so much equity all of a sudden now Correct. in the Western Conference. So it skews things a little bit. But it shows that the Lakers, even if momentarily, because of the Durant news, yeah. they it, they improved their roster, I think, quite a bit by bringing in these three new guys.
4: When you have D'Angelo Russell returning to a place where he was drafted second overall, Kev, like you mentioned, in the 2015 NBA draft. He allows that floor spacing a little bit for LeBron. D'Angelo Russell, a guy that averaged 18.1 points per game last year for the Minnesota Timberwolves, 17.9 points per game this year. He scored 25 or more in three of his last six. His three-point shooting is improving. He did a lot to stabilize the Timberwolves here without Carl Anthony Towns in this recent stretch in the NBA. But, Kev, I think you're right. From that stark market movement we saw yesterday, And, of course, this is NBA trade deadline day, that deadline around 3 p.m. Eastern time. So much movement in the Western Conference where the Nuggets entered last night as the favorites. Golden State right behind them, the Clippers behind them, Phoenix down the board a little bit, but it has ramifications not just for the Phoenix Suns or the Nuggets or even the Lakers. Everybody else has their price affected in the Western Conference.
3: And is that a mistake? Because that Suns big three hasn't necessarily been a great sample of health. We dive into that more next, All right, we're back in the mix right here on the early line, as it should be. Coming to Walsh, Ben Stevens, John James cooking behind the scenes, back home, B-Ruts making it happen, Fasano making it happen, DRS waiting in the wings. I, gotta, I still can't look at him. Yeah, I, I got to make sure we keep that uh, What do you rack. think
4: Donnie's looking at right now?
3: Not me. No. Not, well, not me. He was
4: doing some dance moves. He just hit a little...
3: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always, he's always trying to throw the people off there. So we He's just, pretending
4: he's on a call right now. Yeah, we can see in our return monitor. I bet. You here know here. what
3: that phone call is? That's, that's, the, that's the man in the robe saying, Donnie boy, this show misses you <laughs> uh, and, your, and your veteran presence yeah. that it typically brings in. Quick question yeah. Do we have the crowd shot that we had last year? Now, I don't really know who I'm asking that
4: to. I think you're asking John. I actually yeah. would love to see uh, John's face today. John? John, there he is. No glasses today. Wow. All right. Well, you started yesterday with no glasses. I did. Put them on. But I'm gonna be honest. The glasses were forgotten in the hotel room. So can you see? Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? I can see fine. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, I see two. All right, man. Wow, Wow, that's pretty Not good. No one else Lose, can see, but you're going to have the, to just trust
3: me on that. Yeah, 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 reminds me of the loose, too. All right, Lose great you. stuff out of John Early. Look, <laughs> Kevin Rand gets traded. Later. I don't think we got an answer, by the way. To what? The crowd shot? Yeah, yeah but it's, it's on the uh, fly. We learned this morning throw, you throw on the fly, and he just says, Go, sons, baby. Yeah, 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 right. That's you, a Brian
2: question, no. You, you pull enough. him like
3: the string. All right, here's the deal yeah. Kevin Durant gets traded. Mm-hmm. And there's, so, again, there's so many ways to go about this. But if we can just quickly, in memory, what a disaster every single step of the way the brooklyn nets were ah, every step of the way might be a bit extreme but in totality what a, what a failure and by the way there is not one single person that gets that blame this is not all Kyrie's fault this is not all duran's fault not all hardens fault not all ben simmons fault it's not all joe Sy's fault he deserves more blame yeah. it's not all sean mark's fault. He deserves more blame. Shout-out Steve Nash. Nobody remembers you were a disaster of a coach at this yeah. point, but you certainly were a disaster. Shout-out Jacques Vaughn. I give him the least blame, maybe like a 1%
4: clip. What is Jacques Vaughn thinking right now? To, if I was him, I'd honest, I would be ecstatic. It, please
3: explain that a little the, bit. The new Nets roster, which is the, maybe the least interesting thing for so many people, yeah. it's this 26-and-under crop of talent that is maybe now missing one big bopper in the middle but who cares jock vaughn can now cultivate this group not worry about durant and kyrie he's still got to worry about ben but now the pressure is off a little bit in terms of is ben here is ben not here Mikhail bridges is a guy who if he gets up crease in an uptick in attempts now in yep. brooklyn that's all-star potential I know it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not. Cam Thomas might be an all-star. Three? Not this year. But, yeah.
4: Three straight games with 40 or more points. Cam Thomas has the ultimate belief in himself, and he always has. But we're seeing that on display now that he's been giving more of an opportunity. In but Brooklyn. also, he has
3: pedigree. That yeah. ma- It matters a lot. That's, that's a McDonald's All-American. Yeah. That is a first-round pick. That is a kid that, that was a one-and-done at LSU. Yeah. Can't, I'm not saying that Cam Thomas is supposed to average 40 games, but Cam Thomas being an elite bucket getter in the NBA is exactly what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And doing that with this kind of volume, even if it's three straight games, yeah. here's the thing. You can't say, oh, every there's a lot of people, maybe older people, ah, everybody does it. No, he's the, first, he's the youngest to ever score 40 points in three consecutive games. Yeah. Nobody does what Cam Thomas is doing. I like Dorian Finney Smith. Nick Claxton, breakout season. I think he should be more in the most improved race than he probably is. And again, I know that I'm going to be the last person that holds on to Ben Simmons, but I'm still holding on.
4: Maybe, maybe, right? I mean, he's what? What is he?
3: 26, 27
4: years old? What was a better situation for Ben Simmons? Playing the third in a trio alongside KD and Kyrie? or having more of an expectation in this role as the facilitator with a young crop around him.
3: I have to be honest, though. I thought the Durant-Curry thing was perfect. Mm-hmm. This doesn't to do really anything other than defend and pass, which yeah. is all he wants to do anyway, yeah. and that seemingly wasn't great. So I can't now be like, oh, that was a bad situation for him because that's me rewriting history. I don't know what the great situation for him is, I just know that there's still a lot of talent within the player.
4: Now, there are many words that I think we could use to describe the past four seasons in Brooklyn that included Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden for a brief stint as well. One playoff series victory, Kev, for that group in those four seasons together. On Friday afternoon, before Kyrie Irving broke news and requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets organization, the Nets had the third best price to win the Eastern Conference at plus 390. Here we sit. On Thursday, ahead of the NBA trend deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. It is Thursday, February 9th, about five, six days later, Kev. And they are 40 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. Still the sixth best price, but 40 to 1, where the Boston Celtics are now a very short favorite at plus 125. You said a lot of things right there. If you had one word, to sum up the past three to four seasons in the Brooklyn Nets organization with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie Irving, and with James Harden at times? What would be that one word to sum it all up?
3: Failure or embarrassment. Those are the two because uh, everyone failed and you should all be a bit embarrassed by it. And again, Hard- like Harden's hiding in Philly. Like, he, didn't, he didn't cover himself in glory in the Brooklyn days, mm-hmm. right? K- Kevin Durant. Here's the thing about KB. Katie's one of the most talented players the league has ever seen and will ever see, right? Kevin Durant had moments in his career where we're like, ooh, is he? Is he? Is he better than LeBron? Yeah. He he has squandered every opportunity to ever answer the question that yes. I don't – Kevin Durant went head-to-head against LeBron in two finals in Golden State, won both finals, won both finals MVPs, and never once did anybody leave those finals going, better than LeBron. Mm. So then he went to Brooklyn to try and do it on his own. He got a super team that was – An unimaginable super team, and that didn't work. And what, every single time he gets injured, the roster falls apart around him? That's, dude, call someone, pull something together here. Now he's in Phoenix, though, and here's the deal. Yeah, He's got a great chance to go win a title in Phoenix. So I I, I think the risky thing about the Suns, and look, by the way, this is what you should do if you're the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be people who say, whoa, you're kind of shoving all in that's the point they went to the finals two years ago yeah the point is not to hang around and be the three seed every year the point is to win championships and chris paul's gonna only be around for so long correct hey kevin Durant and a guy that talent not he's not oh that well guys that only come on the market every soft they just don't come on the market never that's just not how that goes so that of course is massive and you can say Devin Booker's going to be here for a decade plus, and he probably is, but, well, let's win w- one with him early, and then maybe we can win with him late. Not to compare the two, but Kobe won early, and then there's a, a, a sizable gap, right. and then Kobe won another two. Yeah. Let's go win
4: early with Devin. And then, all right, got to go win down the road. We can do that. It is such a fascinating thing right now where the Phoenix Suns currently stand. We showed the ramifications of the other side, where it leaves the Brooklyn Nets and how we will remember the time with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and for a part James Harden with that Brooklyn Nets organization. Now the Phoenix Suns have already vaulted to be that favored team in the Western Conference at two to one. They currently sit, Kev, tied for the fourth best record alongside the Dallas Mavericks, who were victorious as an eight-and-a-half-point road underdog in Kyrie Irving's debut last night in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Right here, right now, Kevin Walsh. Yeah. The day of the NBA trade deadline, Thursday, February 9th, 2023. 2-1, Two to one, the price on the Phoenix Suns to win the Western Conference. They are the short favorite at this moment. Are they a guarantee, that being Phoenix, to win the Western
3: Conference title this year? Not at all. And here's the biggest reason why. Durant, not around right now. Chris Paul, health-wise, very unreliable. And when we celebrating Devin Booker coming back just two days ago after being gone for a month, he's been injured all season. This is why the West is difficult. Who's the healthy team? Denver. Have they done it? No. Memphis. Have they done it? No. And then it's just all the injury-prone. The Clippers, the Suns, the Warriors, Lakers. I mean, those are the teams that that are kind of in that situation. We... Hey, again, it's just such a crazy thing with, with all this. We want to get to the Lakers. We have NBA preview coming up in hour two, so we'll be able to expand on the Laker trade there because that is obviously massive news as well. To see the Suns move to 2-1, to one, though, I think the, the biggest question is, for everything they're going to gain on the offensive side of the ball, is it worth it defensively? Bridges was all NBA. We'll be right back here on the early line All right, we're making it happen right out here on Radio Rose. Bowl fifty-seven is still coming up. We're going to get to the NBA a little bit more now. Our number two, obviously massive. If I may, just quickly, yeah. And this will it'll spill into the Laker thing. But I admittedly went to make my triumphant Laker point about how over uh, much the market overreacted. Yeah. Threw them to thirty-six to one. They go down to seventy to one post trade. Then I go, ooh, wow, they're forty-six to one. That is now at basically like. You used to ask me this a lot when I would come on uh, TMA. Mm-hmm. Where's the value in the West? And I'd be like, everybody beyond this team, it's easily arguable that now every team in the Western Conference has value. Yeah. The Sun scores played zero games together. Yeah. They have 26 left to potentially play together. Here's an over-under for you. How many games will that trio play before the postseason starts? Half,
4: 13, 12-and-a-half, 13-and-a-half. That's the number. Has to be. Yeah. Like uh, even, even when Kevin Durant comes back healthy from the injury that has sidelined him now for the better part of a month with the Brooklyn Nets, when he comes back and plays his first game for the Phoenix Suns, there's still going to be some maintenance for KD, For Chris Paul, Devin Booker has been banged up a ton throughout this year, really the course of the past two seasons in the association as well, 12 and a half, 13 and a half. And really, Kev, that's the interesting thing. 47 and a hook is that updated win total. It seems a far bar to reach when you have 30 wins right now and we need to win 18 of your 26 final games to hit the over on that updated price of 47 and a half wins. But it's comparing that to the postseason market that is winning the Western Conference, which is plus 200, and Phoenix is now the favorite. And, and
3: I'm going to say something I never say, which is a positive thing about the Clippers in the Futures. Market. Whoa, okay. But cool. my point is, if we're going to do the optimistic view on the Suns, okay, well, Kwai's looked like one of the five best players in the NBA over the last month. Mm-hmm. Paul George can be every bit as good as Devin Booker, if not better. Okay, maybe Chris Paul's the swing but not triple the odds. Yeah. So I think the Suns right now, and this kind of happens, fresh off of a trade, get themselves a little bit kind of bumped up too much.
4: And again, I do want to say something, because you mentioned the Lakers' price. The Lakers still have the third-worst record in yeah. the Western Conference. At five games below 500. they are 25-30. and 30. We are highlighting the Phoenix Suns and Kyrie Irving winning with the Dallas Mavericks in his debut last night against those Clippers in Los Angeles. The Lakers are still just four and a half games behind both of those teams that sent huge shockwaves in the NBA in the last 48, 72 hours. It is crazy now that the Dallas Mavericks with Kyrie Irving and the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant have the same exact record at thirty and twenty six, four games above five hundred where we stand on trade deadline day in the NBA. Playoff started today. They would meet in round one. Pretty great. Fingers crossed. Kyrie very happy for Kevin Durant. I I'm think sure he, he wants is. to spurn the Brooklyn Nets yeah. organization and see it burned in the crowd. I actually understand. For sure. I like they had
3: many opportunities to just pay Kyrie and keep everybody together. They opted not to. So Durant's now a member of the Phoenix Suns, which is why Sean Marks, Josiah, you maybe didn't handle this great, yeah. but it is what it is. Right. We get over to the Super Bowl. So yesterday, we kind of had one big question as how John framed it, and I like that. Yeah. And the question was, is the right team favorite? Because maybe we're all accepting the idea that Mahomes is a dog, even if it's very slight, almost as slight as can be, mm-hmm. but maybe we're accepting it too much. We came to the conclusion, no, the Eagles should be favored in the game. And through our conversation, you see kind of we're talking about Super Bowl advantages, right? What that really means is everybody says that the Chiefs have the better quarterback, yep. the Eagles have the better roster. But I'm like, all right, well, let's kind of narrow in then. Wh- which gap is bigger? And that's the big question today. Yeah. Is the gap of Mahomes to Hurts bigger or less than, greater or less than, the gap between
4: the Eagles roster to the Chiefs roster. Yeah, I think when you look at it, it is rather even because that's what the odds are telling us. It's a one-and-a-half point spread. There has been no movement on the money line since Friday morning, minus 122 philadelphia plus 104 for kansas city i think when you look at one individual versus the entirety of the roster you would naturally say the bigger matchup advantage is for philly entering this football game yes the correctly favored side however kev we talked about this yesterday i think the two biggest matchup advantages from an individual player or skill position spot on the field do favor kansas city that being Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback spot and Travis Kelsey. I think those two individuals are the biggest game breakers for Super Bowl 57. And thus, I would say, Kev, then maybe following that train of thought, Kansas City has the bigger advantages entering Super Bowl 57 than does Philadelphia.
3: So, and, and look, I I disagree. Mm-hmm. I see it differently. <laughs> is really kind of what it boils down to, to me. And that might be, though, less about me taking a shot at the rest of the Chiefs and more about the regard that I hold Jalen Hurts in. Though, I did say to you yesterday, I said, well, I want to find the person that's going to be like, I like the Chiefs because I I love the secondary. Yeah. I might have found him. I had the chance to talk to Eric Eager yesterday out here on Radio Row, who does great work over with Sumer Sports, very analytically driven. And he has followed the Chiefs team closely. And he's talked a lot about how moving on from Tyreek Hill has allowed them to be better in other ways, and how special Mahomes is has covered for the loss of Tyree Kill. Plus, they've done a nice job of kind of replenishing that wide receiver room. And again, Devontae leaves Green Bay. There's no Kelsey around, right? That's AJ Brown leaves Tennessee. There's no anything around, correct? Right. So the Chiefs kind of have that. If we can, I'd love to let the people kind of listen to Eric's breakdown a little bit there. I don't want to throw to it blind, but if we have that loaded, if somebody, if my producer, back <laughs> in New Jersey, you're you going got to it. go. Alright, let's, let's, let's listen to what Eric had to say about the Chiefs roster heading into this game.
1: I think this
4: Chiefs team you know is really well built and it goes back to the Hill trade of course where they can draft all these players that that make their secondary resilient to injuries their receiving core resilient to injuries offensive line now I think Philadelphia's offensive line is amazing When you look at the Chiefs you're talking about a 16 million per year uh, guard I'm an all-pro center uh, right guards pretty good in Trey Smith the two tackles sure I mean Orlando Brown's a franchise tag player an average tackle and the right tackle Wiley's probably a three out of ten yeah. so that's really I think where they're weaker but you know, when you look
0: at, you know, who's Philadelphia's faced as far as offensive lines in the league, it's, it's an above-average unit for that, for that group.
3: And, again, it's, it's, it's great stuff from Eric. It was funny to be able to chop it up for about ten minutes there. Yeah. But he, he's kind of said just the gap between them is overstated. Mm-hmm. And I don't even – I don't – I guess it depends how – like who you're listening to. Yeah. But is there, a posi- is there a position group the Chiefs win other than quarterback? Like, let's not go overall roster. Go go bit, brick by brick, piece by. Would you trade, Kelsey included, the pass-catching room of the Eagles for the Chiefs? Would the Chiefs rather have A.J. Devontae, Dallas Goddard,
4: or would they rather have Kelsey? No, they would rather have A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, and Devontae Smith. The running back room? Yeah. I mean, I I agree with your point to a certain extent of where that is, but the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and what they have done on this five-year span now with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback, they have played in 12 playoff games together. Travis Kelsey is averaging 8.7 receptions per game, 98 receiving yards per game as well. He has scored nine touchdowns in the last nine or eight playoff games, I should say, for Kansas City. He has been sensational in this span. So... I hear your point that overall, yes, but I still think the two biggest game breakers involved in Super Bowl 57 are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, where that idea of clear distinction between the positional groups, between those skill position spots, is not nearly as wide because of the two individuals as it may be painted right now.
3: But for me, and this is where to pull it back to Hertz, right? I know the gap. Mahomes has a gap, him and everybody, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, we, we can agree on that. But I, I hate – one thing that's really bothered me, and it happened a lot with the MVP race, mm-hmm. is people go, oh, come on, let's compare their numbers. And then they just stop talking about what Jalen can do as a runner. Correct. They each have passing plus rushing stats. Mm-hmm. It is a 22-yard advantage in Mahomes' direction. It's an advantage, but it's not – a, it's it's not – I, uh, insurmountable.
4: How large is the advantage for Patrick Mahomes when it comes to just passing yards? Because I think when you bring that conversation to provide the context, it shows that when you do everything overall at this new age quarterback position, maybe that gap is not as wide as we perceive it to be for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the passing yards gap is almost 60 yards. It's ridiculous. But and Jalen Hurts is declining, by the way. It opened at 243.5 and now stands yeah. at 238 and a hook a few days away it's from Super Bowl Sunday.
3: Which is a mistake, by the way, yeah. unless you think the Eagles are going to crack this team, which, yeah. is, which they might. And, so, and then here's what the other people do. All right, well, Mahomes minus 205 to throw over one and a half passing touchdowns. And Jalen Hurts only minus 110. Cool, great. Hurts is plus 100 to
4: score. Yeah. And will score in this game, by the way. Yeah. He scored 15. He scored 15 Mahomes times. Plus 490. This yeah, 100%. And when you look at Jalen Hurts this year, you cannot discredit. I hate the idea of discrediting the utilization of a quarterback's legs. It is only a benefit. It does not take away from anything they can do in their pocket presence. Yes, maybe an offensive scheme is incorporated around what they can do on the ground as well. It should only be, in my estimation, a beneficial aspect to playing the quarterback position. And speaking of that, the Chiefs... So far this postseason, defending quarterbacks who can run not nearly as well as Jalen Hurts, it has not been good. They were the eighth-best rushing defense in the NFL, Kev, only allowing 107 yards per game throughout the regular season. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jags as a team ran it 19 times for a buck 44 on the ground, well over seven yards per carry. Trevor Lawrence had 26 yards. Better against Cincinnati overall, only allowing 71 rushing yards, but only on 17 carries, still greater than that four-yard-per-carry benchmark. That is, hey, we had some success moving the offensive line, and Joe Burrow was the leading rusher for Cincinnati. 30 yards in the AFC championship game. So when you look at Hertz with a 49-and-a-half rushing yards prop, he should be able to take advantage of that come Super Bowl Sunday. And here's the thing, and, and look, they've had two weeks to prep for it. Yeah.
3: But one of the big, big gaps getting able to do college football today, pro football today, is do you know how easy it is to find a true sample size of teams against a running quarterback in college football? They've all played running quarterbacks. Yeah. It's rare when they haven't. Yeah. But, but there's tears, though, right? Yeah. There's, it's Lamar, Fields, Hertz. Drop off drop off of a cliff yeah. in terms of what guys can do as a runner. The Chiefs haven't seen a Jalen Hurts. No. So it's interesting stuff. We're going to pass the pigskin figuratively and literally next.
2: Should I pronated that?
3: Alright, we're back with you right here on the early line on the sports grid FanDuel Sportsbook set.
4: I always want to say this. It's, it's, well it's sports grid and the FanDuel yeah. Sportsbook all in one. It is technically it is. It's a partnership.
3: You know what I mean? We're out here Everybody in the mix. Everybody knows that. We're out here in the mix, man. Kevin Walsh, Ben Stevens. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up in hour number two. Donnie Wright will join us again as yeah. well. We'll crack into more of the NBA, taste of the NFL, which you got you got to talk a little bit last year. With, I did uh, with this crew. Right? I do
4: some great stuff. Any tailgate recipes you need? Anything mm. you need to bring to your Super Bowl parties come Sunday? We are going to have you locked and loaded in hour number two.
3: Phenomenal. So here's what we're going to do. So yesterday we got a lot into the runners and rock runners, yeah. as many were calling it. Right. And uh, we what about the wide receivers today. Wide receiver watch. Now the Donnie Wright side special there. So we're going to pass the pigskin, but we we have a football. We wanted to. Incorporated. Right. is this a little corny that we're going to toss it to one another maybe careful also maybe a bit risky one of the carefully. tech guys just walked by it's <laughs> like oh boy oh don't carefully i was open.
4: a backup high school quarterback and so i think if anybody has the pedigree on this set to mess anything up probably me there was oh. a reason i wasn't the starter yeah i'll yeah, just yeah. say that Thank all right you.
3: Yeah. all right good good point by you yeah. so we picked out three guys to go through yep uh, pass catchers, which sneaky does actually include some of the some of the rock runners there. All right, yeah. little little trial run. Here we go. Here we go. How about that? Okay, good. Feel good about it? Yep. Yeah, feel great Easy. about it. Yeah. All right. We've got Numbers. a loose. We've got a loose 30 seconds nah, on the clock. It's, it's
1: firm 30. It's a firm 30 seconds.
3: A, all right. Firm well, 30. All right, John. I mean, John. John says firm 30. I say We're loose type 30. type shit, dude. Yeah, you do. All right. No doubt about it, man. Uh, so. I think I'll bat leadoff here, all right? All right? I'm going to go, I'm gonna go on, on, the, on the zero as well. We've each picked out three guys to get into. Yeah. I'm going to start with Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, tight end Philadelphia Eagles here.
4: Is the clock starting The clock's it's going. It's the already going. going. Already it's already going. going. It's already going. going. We're
3: We're already Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, great job out of you there. Really really helped me out there, teammate. Dallas Goddard over his longest reception of 18 and a half. It's a number he's hit in eight of 14 games. It's a little by low spot after missing it against the Niners and that outrageous linebacking core. And it's more about what the Chiefs have allowed. They've allowed a 20-plus yard catch to five of their last seven opposing tight ends. Shout out Donnie, who likes his straight over yardage as is. Yeah. But I'm looking for Goddard's longest catch. I think they're one of the same here. I think he has a 20-plus yard catch against this Chiefs defense.
4: I am also sticking with the tight ends. Kevin Walsh, well done and succinct. Ball security is job security. Kevin Walsh, I'm going to Travis Kelsey. The expectation is always there. Yeah. You have to think at a certain point, when does it run out? Philadelphia obviously knows that Travis Kelsey is by far the biggest X factor for everything Kansas City wants to do offensively. But when you look at this five-year span for KC, that has included Patrick Mahomes and now three trips to a Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey averaging 8.7 receptions, that is over his receptions prop of 7 in a hook, and 98 receiving yards per game over 79 and a half for his receiving yards prop as well. Philadelphia knows this, so does KC. He is still going to see the football. He has been targeted 17 times in that divisional round game against Jacksonville. Eight times in the AFC Championship game against Cincinnati. I know the number is slightly up from the 75 and a hook for the AFC title game that was his receiving yards prop. It's now 79 and a half. I don't think you can make the number high enough for how important Travis Kelsey is to this Chiefs offense. Don't disagree, great breakdown there. More pressure on the first guy little
3: long. Yeah, how, long? how about yeah. – you're, you're in time? about
1: 49 seconds there. 49 yeah, seconds. I'm going to have tighten to tighten that shit. up. Yeah, but tighten here's up. the deal. Tight, tight
3: shit, man, didn't stop you. Right. So that was yeah. That was good. Kinda, it's,
1: like, it's, vibe curation is always the first task, guys. So yeah, right. By the, interrupt maybe that. at Wait. some point
4: we'll get into
3: it. Hold
1: on a second.
4: What? Are you curator of vibes or the vibe curator? We need to establish. No, they're but it's one of the same. Yeah. One of the same. I like I did say it's a curator of vibes yesterday. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. All right. So here's it. – all right. We're still, we're still flowing. It's just yeah. kind of – it's happening at all times here. Quick. More pressure on first guy to drop, first guy to throw a bad pass.
4: More pressure on what?
3: First, if one of us dropped it or if one of us threw a bad pass. Uh,
4: bad pass, for sure.
3: Wrong answer. Oh, wow. Wrong answer. <laughs> if I throw a bad ball and you don't catch it, it's on you. If It's because it's going to hit your hands.
4: Right, 100%.
3: So, more pressure on the guy to but drop I, it here. Whew, Let's get to a wide a, that's receiver. That's a bad idea. Shall we? Yeah. Devonta Smith. Yeah. Devonta Smith is sneaky, not wide receiver two. This is a real 1A-1B mm-hmm. with him and A.J. Brown. But number two wide receivers – have cashed consistently against the Kansas City Chiefs. Higgins, 85. Zay Jones, 83. Hunter Renfro 63. That's over their last two. We saw uh, Boyd land at 60 earlier in a game. We had Josh Palmer go for 106. We saw a number of Niners get there as well. But it is about what Devonta Smith has been able to do for this football team. Mm-hmm. I go down to 60-plus yards because that now puts this at an 80% hit rate over his last 10 games. That's quick math there, baby. That's quick. Eight of his last 10. That is Devonta good Smith there right. for 60-plus catch, obviously. Fun, I'm going wow. to
4: fo- focus on a pass catcher staying with Kansas City but yep. not a wide receiver because we have no props out for them. Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie running back, out of – Your family, your religion, and Rutgers football. When you look at what Isaiah Pacheco has done through the air this year as a part of Kansas City's passing offense, the highlight of it, AFC Championship game. Six targets, five grabs, 59 yards. His receiving yards prop for that day against Cincinnati, six and a half. It is on the rise now by 10 yards, 16 and a hook for Super Bowl Sunday against the Birds, and it makes sense. His first 12 games in the regular season, or up until week 12, excuse me, he had three total grabs in the seven final games for KC to end out the regular season only 10 receptions though so I'm not sure the receiving yards component is all that crucial for Isaiah Pacheco in terms of where you find your best value do the combo prop it's at 68 and a half rushing plus receiving for Isaiah Pacheco a number that when you add what he can do obviously on the ground he has gone over in 10 of the last 11 for KC, including both of those postseason games. 95 rushing yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's that was by work. far more than 30 seconds. I do apologize.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Body catch. Because I'm going to make sure I'm going to come down with the rock. there. also I got a big body. I got to use it. <laughs> shout out big Batman there. By the way. Big <laughs> Batman. Breaking down skinny Batman before. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. How long, John? Yeah. That was. again. You're, seven, yeah,
5: you're like.
4: It was over a minute, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over a minute. Yeah. And now. listen, I consider myself a pro's pro, so the fact I'm not hitting my cues really not sitting right with me. I want you to know <laughs> can, nobody on I this can interrupt
1: step. you. I, yeah.
4: I'm not, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, you, but like, I got to be held to the same standard.
3: But there's a lot of work you put in on those. I do I have um, a lot of notes. On those. See those. If we can. No, you don't, don't, don't give oh. away the sauce. Oh, sorry. True, true. Don't give away the sauce. I
4: love when you look at your notes, though, and I say, in my notes it says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that. I think yeah. it's one of the nicest little sprinkles that you bring into your information. I appreciate it. It's that. like this guy did have notes, uh, yeah. and he's having fun even reading his own words. How about that? Here, yeah. So the last one we're going to get to for
3: me, and then we're going to throw it right back to you, is A.J. Yeah. Brown. But this actually, no notes needed. This is a personal thing, and I think a lot of bettors can relate to this. A.J. Brown, divisional round, I'm on his over yards. No dice. Conference round, A.J. Brown, I'm on the over yards. No dice. I'm not on A.J. Brown in the Super Bowl. I know how that goes. I know that's a mistake. Yeah. I know that's a huge game. I know that's over the century mark. I know that's multiple scores. But I'll live with that. Yeah. Because if A.J. Brown pops off, that's good things for the birds. I am not betting A.J. Brown. I couldn't get to the window on his numbers. But I actually do expect a big game. I think three underwhelming performances in a row is unlikely for a man of his talent.
4: Quick aside here. Have you already bet the Eagles to win Super Bowl 57?
3: No. and uh, to be, So I actually... I mean I had a pair of free bets. Uh shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook for replenishing the account after some injuries. Um one of them was like a Jonathan Taylor. It was, it was it was good stuff which we again we really do appreciate when they can uh do that. I actually threw one well, I don't remember what it was, but I have I actually have Eagles and Chiefs free Super Bowl bets kind of there. Okay. So I have that already and I don't I think the Eagles are the right side but enough to to jump on when the investment level personally is already what it is, I'm not sure I need to.
4: I've already made my first bet at Super Bowl 57, as I mentioned, Kenneth Gainwell, over four and a half rushing attempts. He ran it 12 times against New York, 14 times the most carries for Philadelphia against San Francisco in the NFC title game. Now we're talking receiving yards. The countdown starts now. 11 in a hook is his receiving yards prop, Kev. He went over that number in the NFC championship game against San Francisco. Three targets, two grabs, 26 yards but only two targets and one grab for nine yards against New York. Nine is an interesting number his longest receptions prop is nine and a half a number he has gone over in three of six games including both in the postseason taking those into consideration and two of the three unders in that span he finished with nine yards he's a big playmaker and Kenneth Gainwell involved now in this offense get him the football in space let him break off a big play if you're looking only at receiving yards for Kenneth Gainwell over nine and, and a half for his oh, longest reception that's the time that was close that was though. close that time. was like 30 and a half seconds I think that's called hitting the post. am I throwing the final ball here
3: yeah go back we might, we might just keep it going there. Yeah, I like it. By the way. Oh, that's a good – that's a
1: seed, man. Yeah. That was a seed. No,
3: no body catch either just in case yeah, just anybody in, in case the background out wanted there to keep looking. chopping it yeah. up. Hold on a minute, though. You did just say something that really rocked my world. Please. His yards prop's 11 and, a half, and his longest catch is nine and a half. What does that say to you? He's going to catch one football. Exactly. Does he have a reception prop up? That's a good question. Let's take
4: a look. Let's pop it up here. How about that? Player total receptions. Kenneth Gainwell does. one and a half. The over has the juice at minus 136. Oh, so he's supposed to catch two balls. That's what they're thinking. He his was targeted twice against the Giants, one grab. He was targeted three times mm. against the San Francisco 49ers, two grabs.
3: Hmm. His, his fir- There's a market for the yards on your first reception for him is six and a half. Yeah. It's a sneaky bet. Yeah. There's a seven yard catch. But it all might come in. Right. So, interesting. I
4: don't like you are maybe, obviously, you leave a little bit out there potentially with you have the entire game or all of the receptions that Kenneth Gainwell might have. But if he's only going to have one or two grabs and you know that one of them is probably going to be a play where he catches in space and can make something out of it, six and a half, you are getting a slight discount if you think there's one or two grabs and you're looking at your money with that first reception for Kenneth Gainwell in Super Bowl Fifty. But I'm
3: going to do, we're going to do a little little, uh, on-air handicapping. Please. Do you think at any point this year, he has gone over his longest catch and under his yards. No. I would imagine. We're going gonna, we're gonna right. to find out here right now. But it doesn't – Now, there's probably times where he's gone over his yards but gone under the longest catch. You would imagine, right? Not really. Yeah. Once. Yeah, but it's really – Man, they are hand in hand. But it, you're better off going total yardage. You're yeah. better off going total yardage and longest catch.
4: I mean, listen, he lit- – Against the Giants, he had one grab – On two targets for nine yards. Of course, when you only have one grab, your longest grab is going to be that. It was nine yards. So nine and a half for the longest reception prop in that same lane is, I think, a little bit better value than looking at 11 and a half. I also think you could make the same argument you make for Isaiah Pacheco in terms of the combo prop, rushing plus receiving yards, because clearly, Kev, I'm not sure what the change in thought was, if there was even for the offensive system under Nick Sirianni and Philadelphia. But Kenneth Gainwell has been so much more involved into the script, into the game plan that we have seen here so far this postseason. And I expect that to uh, continue come Super Bowl Sunday in just a few days. And I don't think think the oddsmakers are doing a poor job. I would never say that (laughs) here on the FanDuel Sportsbook set. I never would, but I don't really think they are. Frankly, I don't. You can't look when you have all these models and algorithms that follow you throughout the year and your ratings that derive these numbers. You can't look at a two game sample size, however important those two playoff matchups might be, and scrap everything else. Mm. You're not going to make Kenneth Gainwell's rushing yards prop now 41 and a half, a number he has blown over in both of the postseason wins for Philadelphia. That's on the rise, too. That's 19 and a hook. But yeah. you're not going to so drastically move the number in these spots based on just two games. But I do think there's a lack of consideration for how much more incorporated he's been in Philly's offense this postseason. How smoothly can you get over to the other chair?
3: Give it a, give it a, give it a whirl. I, I want to yeah. test the arm strength yep. here a little yep. bit. I
4: don't know Looky. if this is smooth.
3: Yeah, you're, no, it looks great. Looks <laughs> <All> great. <laughs> yeah, looks yeah. great. Looks great. All right. All right. Oh, no, it's got a little bit of length to it. Yeah, yeah. Here we go.
4: It doesn't have a oh, spiral. Hands were shaky. Spiral. That was terrible.
3: No, I'm not. am I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pass catcher that was good ball. man. We, that was good ball. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, Rich
4: He's a former high school offensive lineman. That's the true. kick step yesterday. Yeah, man. Oh, I'll, it was something. Pummel DRS off the edge, man. Knock him in this. Uh, yeah. By I the take, way, I take five snaps. I take five snaps. Yeah. Does DRS get to me if you're kick stepping?
3: Oh, sh- certainly not. Yeah. Look at that. Just a little. Off. Oh, that. Oh, that had a tight spiral God. too. Talking a little waste management next. Then we off the swings Wow. Interesting scenes out on Radio Row. Super Bowl seven coverage. I feel good with the ball in my hand. Making yeah. it happened here. Yeah. So waste management today. You're going to pop out for a little bit. Yeah set the stage for the people, kind of the, the tournament, what's going on, what's happening.
4: So the very interesting thing about this being Super Bowl week here in the desert in Phoenix, Arizona, is it is also the week of the WM Phoenix Open, formerly known as the Waste Management. It is the People's Open. It is the People's Championship. It is by far the rowdiest scene in all of golf. At TPC Scottsdale, hole number 16, the final par 3 on the course is a stadium setup surrounding the hole from the tee box all the way to the green. It is electric. They throw beer. Everybody is excited. They rush in there, starting right now, pretty much, to try to get a spot on number 16. I'll be out there doing Benny and the Betts, speaking to the people, having some fun in that party atmosphere. Kev, when you look at the odds, mm-hmm. as you can see, John Rom, 7-1. to He has been sensational this year, won his first two starts of this PGA Tour season. Yeah. Roy McIlroy, only a dollar behind him at plus 800. This is a really intriguing event, Kev, as well for the PGA Tour here in 2023. It's one of the now ramped up exclusive events. I'm not exactly sure what the correct term is, but it's the response from the tour to the Live Golf Series that is now up the ante. This is a higher purse. This is the biggest names in all of the sport taking place at TPC Scottsdale for the WM Phoenix Open. It is going to be an incredible scene all week long that pairs hand in hand beautifully with what we have here during Super Bowl week as well.
3: Shout-out, by the way. Graphic looks great. I've been doing a lot of shout-outs before. Shout-out, Steve. Also, shout-out, Jesse. Cutting clips, doing great stuff Heck yeah. as well. Um, there's an odds boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook, by mm. the way. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Morikawa, each to make the cut from minus 125 to plus 130. Tangy bit of action there if you want to get involved. You want to step up and show the people the swing. You were a little dialed yesterday yeah, yeah. there. I was, I right. was looking good I'll do. I'll do, co- I'll do commentary yeah, over. It Steven steps up. Steps up over the ball big swing here on hole number two and he'll uh well he'll take a little bit of forever here that's all right let's it go woof ah, wow dog leg left looks like he hooked that thing tough scene there man we number two with a little bit of nfl headlines next on the Pandora Sportsman Seven.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh